I don't know why I always do that. I always just crack up in the opening. I know, you usually do. I don't know what that's about. Welcome to Just Another Movie Night. I'm Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're doing before and afters. We're about to go see a movie, and we're going to talk about what we think about it beforehand, and come back and tell you what we think afterwards. Tonight we are seeing... Infinity Pool. That's the name. <laughs> I was trying to think of the director the whole time. Which this is... is Cron- uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Yes, Brandon Cronenberg. Which uh, the last film I mixed feelings on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Really stylized, good gore, but the story, not 100%. Did this movie, except that I know that it's going to be strange. I just have a feeling. Actors in it, I love uh, Mia Goth and Alexandra Skarsgård. Yeah, it's pretty much why I wanted to go see this. Mm-hmm. That and the fact that it's a horror. We'll see horror movies no matter what they are. But this one's going to be, I'm pretty sure this director has gotten from his father it's really embracing that yeah he does um cringeworthy very well well his father does yeah well i mean david cronenberg's uh films that you know that film compared to his logical horror and people say body because people are manipulating their bodies or changing their bodies and doing things like that and that's what scares people more I think. Yeah, it's it's it makes you squirm in your seat. So it's making you squirm, but it's also the most horrifying thing we can think about is manip- you know, manipulation of the body, of like changing up your body and scarring yourself. Mm-hmm. And while I think that really worked and I I wish that body horror was never a term that was put on him because I feel like he started embracing it more and more in his career. Well, it started early, yeah, you know, with The Fly and things like that. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that body horror. I would just, it was a scary movie that was like, you know, a remake. But I mean, I kind of get it because there was a lot of like just squeamish moments with Jeff Goldblum losing his ear and his nails and his teeth. And it was just really like, oh man is in all kinds of horror movies so it's kind of bizarre that he got kind of like stuck with this terminology and i think he's passed this on to his son now where i think the new style of directing and the new style of horror is this really getting more elevated gross in a strange way yeah, but I kind of wish that Brandon Cronenberg would just kind of invent himself as something else. Like, why does he have to follow his father's... Well, it's kind of like, hard when you're growing up as that student. No, I get it. But, you know? I mean, you can still be, you know, your your father's son. But you can well, and have, like, yeah. some elements of his directing. But I feel like you'd want to just stand out as your own director. You know, your own person. Well, I, I particularly don't think that he doesn't. I'm just bringing up that you can get a vibe in his the, the film that we did see of his. Because I think he's done three and we've only seen one. Um, this will be his third one tonight. 
But uh, okay. uh, I think did a lot of shorts and stuff like that. I'm just bringing it up because you can't help but, gr- you know, grow in the shadow of that thing. It's like, you know, like look at Tarantino growing up watching certain kinds of films and becoming the student of that those directors. Yeah, you can tell that Tarantino well, embraced the spaghetti westerns and the old school martial arts. But like, I feel like because you're the son of a famous director that is known for a certain thing. I think that in in my eyes, if I was in that position, I would want to invent myself as something completely different. I wouldn't want to, to be known for the same thing. I, yeah. And again, that's not, you know, not even where maybe not even knowing that that's happening. You know, that's true. Because when you like, like De Palma with uh, Hitchcock and like everybody compared yeah. You know, like he's doing this shot. He's doing coming back. toward it, yeah. And I think that unfortunately for him, he's going to be caught in that shadow a little bit. Yeah. And I think with Possessor, it rang true to a lot of people because it was gruesome and it was shot in a very interesting, serious light while being something surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that tonight, this movie we're about to see is going to be straight up surreal horror. And I think it's going to, and I don't want it to be gross out horror because I'm not a big fan of that, but I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. You think so? Absolutely. And with Mia Goth and uh, Skarsgård, right? Yeah. Uh, They both do, they gravitate toward the bizarre in a lot of their their, uh, filmography. Yeah. Mia Goth more. Uh, Skarsgård's trying to hit the, the, uh, you know, the, the blockbusters. He's trying to do some yeah. of those. But... Well, his brother's been super famous with that. So, you know. Which one? Bill Skarsgård with, with It and stuff. That I wouldn't the say horror. those are blockbusters. I mean, well, like... Uh, you know, the horror the horror genre. This, this Skarsgård, he's done uh, Godzilla vs. Uh, King Kong. And he's True. done uh, Tarzan. He, he's tried to branch out to do big starring roles in blockbuster films. Whereas Bill, he's he's going for the bizarre... Mm-hmm. But I think that's where his niche kind of lies. Yeah. And so I, I still think that he deserves a lot more that that actor. But yeah, I think with Mia Goth in particular, she's definitely taking roles on purpose to be more interesting and out there. I love it. I, so. I think she's great. I like her. So I can't wait to see this. Although part of me is a little bit weary. Oh, I'm totally weary. <laughs> because I know that... See, like I... I do like to be grossed out, and I lo- I, lo- I like gore. I'm a horror fan, but when it comes to absolute just, uh, you know, 15 minutes of the same drilling, if you know what I mean, yeah, it, it gets a bit much. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of gross for the sake of gross. It needed to have a story behind it. You know, stuff like, uh, uh, if I can point out a couple movies where we've seen them, and I was like, it doesn't work, and a lot of these sequences are just f- for effect. Like uh, Neon Demon, and I'm, I'm trying to think of another one, but there's a lot of movies where, you know, people will call Saw and stuff like that, you know, horror for horror's sake. But I would say that it's for a reason, for character stuff, or it's for development. Mm-hmm. And I want that. You know, I, I want a story that actually works with it. And yeah. if there's gore in it, cool, I'm in. Because I like horror and I like psychological horror. I just don't want this to be whatever yeah this is so, gonna be a dark one so i, yeah. I i'm ready for it what do you think you're gonna walk out score wise i'm probably Going gonna walk in. out with a six. Oh wow i'm shooting for a bit way lower oh wow you are yeah okay i'm worried 
but I'm I'm thinking I'm going to walk out with a five. Oh, all right. Well, I, I'm actually more optimistic than you, I guess. I think so. All right. Well, then. Uh, which is unusual. Let's go see the movie. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> let's go check it out. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? He married rich. (laughs) (laughs) I actually came here looking for inspiration. James Foster, you have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. So yeah, I mean, here we are, right? It's this, you know, we we see these movies and sometimes you can come out of a movie and you can so quickly talk about them. And then there's a bunch of movies that you come out of and you really have to process it for days. And I feel like this is one of those movies. And around January and February, you get a bunch of these horror movies or these psychological movies that come out from these directors that are so laced and covered in metaphor and ideas that it almost takes an entire breakdown to completely understand it. And we, I think every year we get these. And I automatically come out and you have all these thoughts, but it, it wouldn't justify it with me talking about what I think it is because I'm probably going to miss the bat so many times. And since we're just walking out right now, and this is, we just came out of the movie. My thoughts are all over the place. I think if, if I can, I'm just going to say right off the bat, what, what I took, what I was noticing throughout this film was it seemed almost like a complete amalgamation of like numerous ideas. And so many thoughts and so many like strands of different concepts. And throughout the film, I kept thinking the movie was about one thing. And then it was another thing. And then I thought, more things and i i think my my my, well i'll I'll just name some of those things that i think to you okay right off the bat like first i thought okay this is a movie about a like uh appropriation and white culture and and like um 
I thought maybe this was a movie about um, social status and how uh, you could just throw when you're rich and powerful and you are a certain way, you could just throw money at the problem and do whatever you want. That's what I thought. And then it became what I, I started thinking more about was the... Uh, it's hard to talk about. Another point I thought was about the male ego and the destruction of male ego. And then I was like, Jesus, is this just about society and like how we, like what we are, and, oh, <laughs> like to the core of us? And I just like, there's so many thoughts and concepts going on and i and i couldn't really gravitate toward one and i honestly think that is my problem because i shouldn't have to have that many you know thoughts i shouldn't have that much of a battle experiencing what this movie was about you know i i think sometimes i'd like that idea where i can come out and go Here's what I took from it. But this is one of those times where I came out going, I don't know what one of these things this movie was about or what this core message was about because it almost felt too convoluted in its story. And there was a lot of things I was liking about it and a lot of things I, I didn't like. Uh, please tell me what you're thinking. Well... Like, well, I agree with you. I also thought this movie was about one thing, and then it turned out to be about several things that I kind of was, um, it, as it went along, it made me more confused because I had a set idea in my head, and then that got tossed out the window. And then I went back to that very same idea because the movie brought me back to that idea of what might be happening in the movie. And then, no, it just got more convoluted and more insane and the imagery in this movie made it worse i think because it was almost like the whole movie was just one big acid trip and so it got me thinking that okay maybe this is only happening in his head but that's not the case it well that's one of the theories that i have I, I don't know. I'm very confused. This is, like you said, one of those movies we'll be talking about for a while and thinking about because I don't know if there's one definitive answer. I think that um, it was made, this movie was made like this on purpose to fuck with the viewer. I, I mean, I don't think so. I think so. I think so 100% because there cannot, with all of these things that were happening in this movie, be one answer to the, well, what's going on. It just can't. I think that any artist or creator usually has an idea of what they're talking about. I, I know there's some people out there, like uh, David Lynch comes to mind, where, no, there isn't. He writes his dreams down, and he tries to make a movie out of them, and he leaves it up to the audience. But this movie is definitely about something to the writer and director you and know which is the same true. person yeah that 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 uh, may be true but at the end of this movie it leaves it to 
to it leaves the viewer to believe that everything you were believing throughout the whole movie is not true. Mm. Because I, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it. It's well, are we doing? No, we're not, not doing spoilers. spoilers. I'm just going to come out and say that I was very taken aback by the the complete pulling and pushing of what was going on in this movie. I it took me out of it. You know, if it was about one thing, which I thought then I could keep going and get to the end kind of feeling a little satisfied, you know, kind of feeling okay about it. But because it kept throwing everything around and, and like, you know, also note to anyone listening, make sure that you're not photosensitive or... There's actually a you know, warning in the opening. Of yeah, because there's a lot of um, strobe effects in this movie. There are, there are some crazy things. Um, you know what I want to do real quick? Uh I want to. I, I. I. think we need to here do a little bit of a spoiler talk. So I think what we should do is just kind of say first impressions. This is they the instant coming out of a movie theater. What's your, you know, what's your overall score and your overall thought of it, and mm. then we're gonna do a little bit of a talk because. Okay. I'm well, interested. I. I came. Out of, I, well, I went into this movie thinking I would give this movie a six, mm-hmm. but because I'm, my head is all over the place right now, where I stand is a five. Okay. So you're doing, so we're flipping mm-hmm. because I'm coming out with a six. I mean, you were going in with a five. With a five. Yeah. And I thought might might be lower. No, I think a so, five is a good one. It's, it's, yeah, it was I'm up, well directed. I'm... It was, but... I will say that the imagery in this movie, I mean, it was just a bit much for me. Okay. You know, like it, I didn't, it just made, it tossed in something in there that made everything more convoluted. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, so yeah, you're going, your first thought is my, five. My first thought at walking out of that movie theater was a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My first thought is a six. Okay. And there were some concepts and ideas that would elevate that. It, but right now, I can't even process a lot of what I saw. So I've, I'm definitely going to that six because there are some really good, really cool things in here. Like some of the directing is pretty good. Yeah. And, and and this is the, to to go with the score and just to give the fast review, There there's that thing where you see a director and you know he knows exactly how to capture fright or like this feeling Uh, like yeah intense like like, kind of terror terror, like you just just don't know what's gonna happen feelings and he does that amazing he does that in the opening moments with just tilting the camera Mm -hmm. and surrounding the film in a score that per like beautifully blends into mm-hmm. a creepy vibe mm-hmm. and that's definitely something to behold and that's definitely a sign of a, a director knows exactly what he wants you to feel and that's why i'm going with that uh i i wish i could go higher because right now i i just feel so all over the place that i can't even process it so i'm going with the six and you're going with a five. Yeah, I would love to hear someone else talk about this movie. Yeah, and let's just do... We're going to go into a little bit of spoiler talk, so you can definitely check out now. 
If, just a uh, little bit. We're not going to be talking it out. We're just going to... No, I'm not going to do a breakdown of them. I just want to have a conversation with you about it. Okay. So spoilers in three, <laughs> two, one. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say, because uh, I'm, I'm fascinated about what you just said about how you thought at one point it was one thing and then it kind of flipped. Well, Can was your you? flip the, twi- the reveal? Can I just tell you what I thought? Because, I mean, it's just easier. I mean, I, I honestly, he's a, okay, Skarsgård plays um, a writer mm-hmm. who's just, I guess, down on his luck and he's got no um, inspiration. Well, he's not even a good writer. We, we find we, out. We find that out that his, his only book that he put out is a piece of crap and nobody liked it. Nobody read it. And then title's perfect for what the movie was talking about. Yes. It's a sheep. Like, it's like in the title, it's, a bun- it's about sheep and it's mm-hmm. about people being sheep. Yeah. And how he feels. Yeah. And so. Emasculated as a sheep. And yeah. it's, that's interesting when that gets said finally. Yeah. So what I thought was happening in this movie is because he was, you know, uninspired. Um, I thought that things were going to like change for him when he, like he met Mia Goth. And I thought that everything was going like, to, he was going to get inspired to write. But <clears throat> I didn't, what I thought was happening in the movie was that I thought that all of the events of the movie were happening in his head. Like, I thought that he was just dreaming this you up. I thought this was a Jacob a Like Jacob's a Jacob ladder, ladder scenario. scenario where, like, you know, then he would, like, pop out of it and he'd, he'd be writing again because he'd had some inspiration to write about, you know? But then the movie took me completely out of that. Well, you know, it's funny because it still could be a little of that. Uh, a lot of what happens could be metaphor, and that's the confusing yeah, see, aspect of it. I feel like it. It, that's that's the confusion because I feel like a lot of it is metaphor, especially all that imagery where he, you know, they were showing all this crazy stuff. I well, feel like that would make it seem like he was maybe on some like hardcore drugs, and well, he was. They were doing acid, right? But you know, and then he would intense acid. He, they would tell us at the end that it was just, you know all in his head and that was like he was inspired to write again he was like rejuvenated you know but i don't feel like that's what happened i feel like there's more to this and it's very convoluted well i i so the way i was approaching it was i instantly knew what i loved was they set up in a way where you feel like he they do this opening shot he looks great he looks like a guy who who is talented and is like rich or whatever you slowly start finding out that's not the case. But what's even better there is you think he's just there as a, for writer's block and that he did write a great book. And the movie does this great thing where they approach Mia Goff comes in and she talks to him as a fan. And so you start believing that narrative. And then the movie does a flip and says, mm-hmm. that's not true at all. What's yeah. really happening is he's a terrible writer. He's a leech. He married his wife and has just been living off of her money from her father. Mm-hmm. And he can't write because he isn't a writer. But he also wants to be creative, but he can't. And he's being held back from even being that. And so the movie starts talking about this thing. And you think that's what that's where I'm like. What's interesting is, I guess the big turn, and that's why I thought you were going to talk about it a little more, is that when Mia Goth finally reveals that she 
doesn't give a shit. Uh, I kind of knew right off the bat. She literally tells you in like the first minutes with her is like, I'm an actress. Mm -hmm. And I do this thing where I am a, what's it called? I can't remember how they said it. Where I'm the one that um, sells everybody on the um, She's a professional failure. Yeah. Which means like, you know, she does these commercials where like nothing's working out for her. So, oh, you need like the Swiffer wet jet because that mop is not working. Yeah. So she sells people on things. Yeah. And she's selling him on a narrative. That's true. Like right off the bat, I was like, Okay, I see where this is going. They're setting him up. And I thought the big twist or the thing that is out there, I, I guess it's in the preview, uh, they make a clone of you when you commit a crime in this in this country, which is like a fake place. Yeah, but you have to be rich enough to be able to pay for that clone. So you have to pay the, the police and law enforcement and stuff in that country so they can make a clone yeah. of you so, so that the family can get revenge. Yeah. That is where I thought this is all metaphor. Yeah. And it, it still is. Like, that's the problem with a movie like this is you can't tell if they want you to be in its reality or just watch it for the metaphors or for picking up the message. Well, I mean, I think that so, they want you to they want you to watch it for the metaphors because there's no way that I mean, honestly, yeah. cloning cloning in this country that's supposed to be poor. They yeah. they have this kind of technology. No, that's I, not right. Yeah, my point though was not that. It's like when you start off this movie, you're you're watching a movie, so you're automatically supposed to be absorbed in its universe, and then the movie kind of does a thing where it's like no. You're no longer in a universe. Now you're just watching for a message. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a little conflicted with what, you know, like, I, I do understand, like, you know, I want to follow this character and get his, what he's going through. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of do. I love that he increasingly becomes more of a coward. And he's, he is a coward. He gives into every peer pressure. Yeah, he, does he is a coward from the told. beginning. Yeah. And I, I, I like that, and I thought, okay, this message about uh, throwing money at it, being white and rich and throwing money at your problem and getting away with it and starting to become more and more, this is what money does to you. Like, that was like a whole thing that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I get what's going on here is that there's a group of people who are get off on being powerful yeah, and getting away with it. And yeah. then that's that's what they are. And I was like, okay, that's. A, I love that there's like a ATM in the jail cell. I yeah, thought that I mean, was funny. I thought it was like it was funny and also like, okay, come on. But like, you know, it's just this group of people that Skarsgård meets. Um, they they repeatedly, you know, commit crimes because they just want to get away with it, and then they just pay their way. Yeah. To have clones made of them so that they can, you know, go through the whole thing over and over again, where yeah. they can just do whatever they want and pay their way out of it. And that's basically what the movie is. It's like Mia Goth and her group of friends are just terrible people. But that's not what it is at all. That's the way I was perceiving it. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But then it's not that because that's that's what I was just saying was like they go in there and I thought, oh, the metaphor here is that who who am I? Like who are who are we? Like oh, do you do this thing? Am I the clone? Am I not? And I was like, okay, there's gonna be a whole thing here. And then it started changing. It was like slowly became about these people actually taking a weak person and revealing to them who they really are. And that was like the next arc. Like 
the whole movie's like them slowly like giving him power and then giving him like pleasure and then them going fuck you mm-hmm. and then it was yeah. something else and then i was like wow what an it's like a third turn and then it was doing this thing that this is where i think the moment for a lot of people probably switching out came is that mia gala starts being like for, i think she was fabulous throughout the first half of this movie i thought she was doing it great like mm-hmm. she goes from seductress to like you know like sinister and then all of a sudden it's like obnoxious she's just full-on obnoxious batshit crazy in the last half yeah and i and i i can see a lot of people being like oh god yeah, and like also enough already skarsgård goes he turns his character completely turns to like sniveling like crybaby and she's screaming it at him yeah and i get they're going for that message like completely you know emasculating him and at the end i i really see that's like thing it keeps flipping right because in the very end of the movie the last moments of the movie is everybody's like they they finally show him like you have to be your own man right you have to be you know this thing and they show him that. And then at the end, there's this great moment where they're on a bus and they're all just talking like they're normal people going home. This is just vacation. Yeah, they're leaving the resort and they're going home on a shuttle to the they're airport. They're their kids. And just talking about their regular lives. They're like nothing, house. nothing happened. It, it's it, because to them, and that's why I thought the message of vacation is like, oh, you have a world that you live in. And then when you you go on vacation and you go and do crazy shit you yeah. become a whole nother person yeah i get and, that yeah and it was like to them it's just second nature like mm-hmm. oh we can just give into our pleasures yeah and like who are we and i was like that's really interesting but man is that a lot of thought and different things and different things you're going through on our ride that i'm like it's too messy yeah, in it's a very way messy. Where I wish it was just so simply done, then it would have been really effective. Yeah, well, there was some great directing in there. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, there really was some great directing, and for the most part, the acting was pretty decent. I mean, except for Mia Goth going a little crazy at the end, but I, I feel like the the acting was pretty decent, and um, I definitely went in thinking. You know, this is going to be better, but... It's hard to even judge her acting because I think that they were supposed to be doing that. She was going through the stages of women to men. Yeah. Because at first she's like fan... Slowly seducing him. Mm -hmm. And then giving... Like completely giving him pleasure, seducing him all the way. Mm -hmm. And then becoming that nagging woman that pushes you away. Yeah. Which is something they talk about and you were pointing out with the wife character is like oh she's a bitch but maybe rightfully so but we automatically see it like oh he's she's well we kind of understand her yeah because she he is everything well, that she said at first you were saying it to me like oh, she's yeah but i didn't bad. understand her right in the beginning you know because in the beginning we didn't know all this about him you know exactly but how easy it is to see one sides and that's kind of clever and I think that that's why Mia Goth's performance goes to a whole new level in that weird ending where she's becoming that to push him away. But then at the end, she comforts him in that moment and she's his mother. Yeah. And that's also very creepy at oh, the same that, time. That's, so. that's some shit. Yeah. And so 
I mean, there are some really interesting things going on. And like I said, I, I want to give it more credit only because I know we'll be thinking about it tomorrow or whatever. Oh, I definitely and, will. And slowly thinking more about it and trying to, like, you know, get the whole thing to flow into a good, like, what we what we saw in it. Mm-hmm. And that's clever and that's good. And I'd rather take that over a, you know, action explosion movie all day. I would rather watch and think about a movie afterwards. So I'm I'm coming out of that with that higher hope. But at the moment, because I feel so, it feels so messy, it's a six. Okay. But Yeah, well, I'm saying now because it, it is so messy and it has me all over the place. Yeah. I don't like it when I can't get my head around something because I just need an answer. I'm a person that needs answers. You know, <laughs> I just need answers. So like, it was nicely directed, but I, I will give it a five. I have to. All right. All right, so yeah, is there any other thought about it? Um, I have lots of thoughts about it, but <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say that at the end, I was a little baffled, and um, I feel like I I do know the answer, but then I don't, you know, and yeah. it just really pisses me off, and I don't like it. But that's all I got. <laughs> all right, yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna go and think about it tomorrow, and uh, everybody have a good one. Thanks for listening. Maybe think of it as a gift. It's like a new skin working into place. So you need to complete your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there. Watch it happen. You know, James, you worry they got the wrong man.